T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Recent opinion polls taken for two candidates reportedly show that the Democratic primary for Cook County Circuit Court clerk is a wide-open race. Four people are running, and the only certainty is that there will be a new court clerk when all is said and done. This weekend, we'll hear from all four contenders. Hello, In the Loop, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. We're going to chat with all four of the Democrats running for the job that current court clerk Dorothy Brown decided not to run for again. Brown has withstood criticisms for how the office was run and her efforts to modernize it, and she's been under federal investigation on allegations of corruption. But it is important to note that Dorothy Brown has not been charged with any wrongdoing despite years of federal scrutiny. Nevertheless, she is not trying to keep her job. The court clerk keeps track of records for the hundreds of judges who hear criminal, civil, juvenile, and other court cases in the system. The office has a budget of $120 million and 1,400 employees. Now, on to that quartet of people trying to replace Dorothy Brown. First, we're going to hear from former Cook County Commissioner Richard Boykin. He started his career in politics as an intern for Congressman Bobby Rush. He also worked for U.S. Senator Carol Mosley Braun and then for Congressman Danny Davis. He rose to become Davis's chief of staff. I spoke with Mr. Boykin in the WBBM studios. Regardless, Cook County is going to have a new clerk, court clerk. Um, why should it be you? Well, because... Uh, the clerk's office is the front door to our justice system. That front door ought to be welcoming, wide open, and free of political influence. And I'm the guy in the race who has a serious, real track record of independence. I'm going to make sure that uh, the clerk's office is answer only, only to the people of Cook County and not to a specific political party. And I believe that's why I'm the guy that's made for this position. Now, the uh, the court clerk's office has, in fact, been under kind of an ethical cloud for a while and under investigation um, by the feds. What can you do or say to reassure the public that this will be a new day? Look, I can tell the public uh, with assurance that uh, when I was a county commissioner, I let the effort to get rid of the sweetened beverage tax let the effort to get rid of the tax on feminine hygiene products and women always stood up and spoke out for the people and put people over politics every chance I got. And uh, I've never uh, been bought or compromised in any way. And I'm going to do everything I can to get the office from under the Shackman decree. And I'm going to bring a level of integrity, uh, accountability, and transparency that the office has never seen before. 
Now, there was, or and at times, a reputation in that office that it was, in some cases, a patronage haven, people getting jobs who may not have either deserved them or did them very well. Um, what, how do you get out from under the Shackman decrees and still uh, be able to run an office where people have high morale? Look, you got to breathe new life into the organization and set a vision of excellence in public service. And that's what that office is. The 1,400 men and women who work in that office are public servants first and foremost. we got to do everything we can to invest in customer service training, invest in training for uh, technology and so that people understand the technology. But we got to make sure that uh, we treat everybody who's coming through those doors with the dignity and respect that they deserve and that they've earned. The clerk's office has the ability to take away a person's freedom has the ability to cause a person to win a case or lose a case. We're going to set out a plan uh, in the beginning that will help us to move from under uh, the federal monitor, Shackman. And uh, it's going to be all about accountability and making sure that we're accountable to the taxpayers of Cook County. And I've, I've been that kind of public servant all of my life. Does bringing it out from Shackman involve bringing in different people training the people you have? What's the, what's the path? I think the path simply is, is that business as usual is unacceptable in Cook County, that uh, this is not going to be any patronage haven. Uh, the party wants this position, and they've slated a guy who really has no background and no record himself. Uh, well, he has a record of building himself up off the backs of people uh, who are paying onerous property taxes and unfair property taxes in many instances. And so he does have that. But uh, they want to control the 1,400 jobs at this place. And what I've said all along and what I've maintained since the beginning of this campaign is that I'm unbought, unbossed, and unafraid. And I'm going to make sure that those jobs remain in the hands of the people and that they're independent and not answerable to a political party. Now, when it comes to the technology that people are going to have to uh, learn and be better on, there are still some paper records uh, that are being kept at the uh, court clerk's office. How do you bring that office into the 21st century? And some might even argue that it's, it hasn't even quite made it into the 20th yet. Well, look, we're excited about that opportunity uh, to do that. I want to make sure that the e-record is the official record of the court. And that will put us on a path to being a paperless uh, court system within the first term, four years. Uh, I also want to make sure that people have remote access to public documents. Uh, right now, only parties to a case have that access, but uh, they can't even print those documents out at home or at their office. Under Boykin's plan, we're going to be able to print those uh, public documents at home or at your office and avoid having to come to the courthouse to do that. So I'm excited about the opportunity to invest in technology and make sure that our people are trained properly and fully on the technology that we currently have. We're going to build upon the work that's already been done. The taxpayers have already paid uh, $30 million plus million for a new case management system, and so we have to make sure that we utilize that and get the most out of it for the taxpayers of Cook County. Do you foresee having to make extra or additional expenditures in order to bring things up to par? Well, obviously, I'm not in the office right now, and so what we have to do is take an assessment uh, 
of where we are in terms of technology, but I'm going to try to do everything that I can to make sure that we don't have to uh, go in the taxpayer's pocket uh, anymore uh, for additional uh, technology since we've already spent a massive amount of money on the technology that's already readily available. Uh, we're going to do everything that we can to utilize what's what's available. That was Richard Boykin, one of the Democrats running for Cook County Circuit Court clerk. Next up is attorney Jacob Meister. He's run for this job before, back in 2016. He was a candidate for the U.S. Senate in 2010. Meister is founder and chairman of the Civil Rights Agenda, a nonprofit group dedicated to advancing and protecting the rights of LGBT people around the state. As I did with Boykin, I asked Jacob Meister why he feels he is the best person for the job. Well, I'm the only candidate in this race who has actually practiced regularly in the Circuit Court of Cook County. I am a practicing lawyer who has practiced in the Circuit Court of Cook County for the last 30 years, as well as courts all over the country. So I see what what works and what doesn't work, and I understand how broken the Circuit Court of Cook County is and how badly the office needs to be modernized, both operationally and ethically. Well, and let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, Let's talk about the technical part first, because that's probably what the complaint that people hear most about the, uh, the court system is that some of its technology is, uh, you know, some looking something like the prior century. Yeah, I've worked in courts all over the country that have modern technology, wonderful systems. Even our federal court system, which has an old system called PACER, is far better, far better than what we have in Cook County. Um, we need to have a robust case management system that is accessible via web, so you can download documents, you can check out the status of the case, see minute orders. Um, That is essential to uh, operation of a court. Right now, everything's on paper. We handwrite out orders in triplicate with carbon paper. And anytime you have an office that's so essential to the flow of information, that is on paper, that is going to be a point where access to justice is cut off. So right now, you know, I as a lawyer have to go down to the courthouse in order to just get the paper, print things out, hard copy um, at the courthouse so I can scan it in and have my own PDF. That's unacceptable in today's world. But the court system uh, and the, the current court clerk have spent millions of dollars upgrading some of the systems. Has that not been in the right direction, or is it not enough? Do do you need millions more for that? Um, Yeah, there's going to have to be capital investment, absolutely, but the efficiencies are going to way outstrip the the costs. Um, You know, we are wasting millions and millions of dollars every year unnecessarily, and using technology, we we can save far more than we'll be spending. Now, we can't ignore the fact that this is an office that has uh, had some ethical challenges. So let's talk about what a difference you could make as far as the ethics and the reliability of the uh, office is concerned. The ethical issues are, are astronomical and they go back decades and decades. This is an office that's steeped in patronage and pay to play. I mean, just think of the last four clerks uh, three of them, you know, are we, we've got uh, Matthew Danaher, 
Morgan Finley and now Dorothy Brown, all of which have, uh, have had serious ethical problems. Frankly, all three of my opponents in this race are steeped in party politics and machine politics. You know, lobbyist pay to play the party endorsed candidate, Mike Carbonarchi is under ethical uh, investigations right now for taking pay-to-play contributions from over 128 ethical violations he's been cited for by the Cook County Board of Ethics for taking money from the various the various lawyers who practiced before him. And that is the history of the clerk of the court's office, and we cannot allow the pay-to-play. I've got another one who's a uh, federal lobbyist um, who, you know, and a third who's just a party loyalist. So all of these party machine interests are trying to keep control of this office. That's what I offer. I'm progressive. I'm independent. I'm a reformer. I want this office to work for not only the legal profession, but also the pro se litigants who don't have lawyers. Our judges are furious and and frustrated. Our lawyers are frustrated. Our state's attorney, Department of Corrections, everyone has problems. We need to clean it up and get the politics and the machine out of control. Now, how do you keep uh, the personnel from being immersed in politics, but also do you get rid of the people who were there? I mean, how do you deal with the current staff? Well, so having practiced in the courts for the last 30 years, a lot of these folks are my friends. I, I know them well. I work in those courtrooms on a daily basis. They're very good people. They're very dedicated and devoted to what they do. We have a leadership problem. Um, we've stopped training. We have inadequate training in those courts. I want to work with our community colleges to develop a paralegal certificate in Cook County courtroom management and have all of our courtroom personnel get paralegal certificates um, so that we can have a uniform system across the board, no matter what the courtroom is. Let's face it, when you move from a paper-based system to an electronic system, the level of, of, of competence of court personnel has to go up because they're going to be keeping, instead of keeping paper, having lawyers or judges write out paper orders, we're going to be having our clerks do it electronically. And that is going to have, that that has, that requires training and making sure that our systems are uniform across the board because we have to have accuracy in the records we keep. So, you know, morale is a big factor. And I think the folks in the clerk's office really have a morale problem right now. And that emanates from leadership and poor leadership over the last 20 years. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore, and that was Jacob Meister, one of the candidates in the Democratic primary for Cook County Circuit Court Clerk. Next, it's a chat with Michael Cabanargi, the chairman of the Cook County Board of Review. He's also the vice chair of the Cook County Democratic Party and a Democratic State Central Committeeman. I spoke with him here at City Hall, and I asked him why he believes he's the best candidate. So you brought up an important point, Craig, which is for the first time in 20 years, we're going to have a new clerk of the court. And this is a real opportunity for the people of Cook County. I think they need to ask themselves who's ready on day one. The, the Chicago Sun-Times said it the best. This is the first time in 20 years we're going to have an opportunity for a new clerk. Michael Cabanargi is best qualified to do it on day one. I spent my whole career in public service. I was an aide to Senator Paul Simon, to Senator Dick Durbin. I was a law clerk to a judge here in town where I helped set up the federal court's first pro se help desk in town. And then I was an award-winning federal prosecutor at the Securities and Exchange Commission where I investigated and prosecuted fraud and corruption. And then Chief Judge Tim Evans a number of years ago asked me to leave the SEC and take an appointment where I'm now the chair of the Cook 
County Board of Review. And when I came to the Board of Review, I took over an office that looks a lot like the clerk's office does now. A, a system entirely paper-based, in triplicate, only speaking English. The first thing we did was translate everything into the languages that people speak in Cook County. Spanish, Polish, Korean, Mandarin. And then we built an award-winning digital appeals processing system online. We save paper, it's more transparent, it's better for everyone. Now 93% of the appeals we take in in Cook County come in online. We've given back the warehouse space to Cook County. Meanwhile, the current clerk of the court spent $24 million to build a new document warehouse in Cicero to hold paper. And there are a lot, a lot of paper documents in the current system. Um, I understand it still uses uh, uh, carbon paper. Uh, what more could you do than what's being done now to modernize that system? Sure. So one of the first things I did when I thought about running for this office was I talked to current and former judges, courtroom practitioners, uh, legal clinic directors, and we developed a reform plan. And it really shows that we need three things. We need technology, transparency, and talent, all of which serve to provide greater access to the courts. And again, I've gotten the only one in this race who on day one comes with the experience of bringing in technology, transparency, and new talent turnaround in office like the clerk of the court's office. Again, Cook County has the largest consolidated court system in the country. There's more than 400 judges. We take over a million new filings every year. We need to bring the office into today because it's stuck in yesterday. But hasn't some work been done to modernize that system? Uh, what wh- what has been done well that you need to improve on versus what you need to do in, you know, just to start? So the current clerk has fought bringing in digital solutions every step of the way. I want to look for digital solutions. So getting into the weeds here for a second here, the Illinois Supreme Court required e-filing uh, about three years ago. Cook County uh, was the last uh, county to adapt it. Uh, they didn't embrace it fully. Also, there's a document management system that the clerk of the court and courts has been bringing online that has missed deadlines, and it's frankly a product that doesn't work for everyone. But let's take a step away for a minute here about the technology and the software packages and the hardware packages. This affects real people in their lives. There's somebody named Gerald Reed who was in the news recently. Mr. Reed was arrested in 1990 and tortured by John Burge into giving a false confession Um, That confession was thrown out two years ago, but Mr. Reed spent all of 2019 in jail awaiting his fate. Would he be retried or would he go free? And in December, the judge who had the case on the record stated, Mr. Reed has spent all of 2019 in jail because I can't get a copy of the trial court record. So again, the prosecutors were doing their job. The public defenders were doing their job. The judge was ready to hear the case, but the clerk of the court couldn't get the paper records there. So when we talk about technology, we have to realize this is affecting real people. And it's not just technology. We need to take a look at training and retraining those 400 clerks in those courtrooms, those front row people that deal with the public every day. Do they have all the training they need? And do they have the specialized training for a courtroom? You know, if you're a clerk in a foreclosure courtroom, you're seeing a very different person coming before you than you see in a chancery courtroom or in a family law courtroom. Do you have that specialized training to deal with those folks? And are you cross-trained? So just because one clerk calls in sick in one courtroom, that shouldn't mean that those operations shut down. So that's what we've seen at the Board of Review that is so successful. When you make that investment in your team, when you recognize that talent and you train them and you cross-train them so they can do each other's jobs, everything works better. How will you 
ensure the public that the ethical problems of the office will be a thing of the past? Sure. So I come at this from kind of a unique perspective as a former federal prosecutor. So one of the first things I did at the Board of Review is I wrote up our first ethics policy, and then we appointed our first ethics officer. So one of the things I want to do is what we've done at the Board of Review. I want to appoint a FOIA officer. So currently the clerk of the courts right now asserts an exemption that that the office is exempt from FOIA. And FOIA, actually, the Freedom of Information Act, gives the public more confidence in their system. FOIA has made me a better public official, and it's made my office a better public office because it lets the public have that sunshine to look into that office. So again, I come into this looking at somebody who has investigated and prosecuted fraud and corruption and already has a track record of turning around an office. Um, I know that you are slated by the party, uh, and you've had to run, and this is a very quick answer, but you've had to run commercials that basically are dealing with your name recognition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> despite the slating, are, do you, are you still in a disadvantage because of peop- what people know or who, how much they know about you? Sure. This is a down-ballot office, Clerk of the Courts, and if there's one thing I'm good at, it's, it's running and winning down-ballot offices. I'm a commissioner on the Cook County Board of Review which candidly is an office that not everyone knows about as well. Um, you know, we decided when we went on TV to have some fun with my name. Um, if I showed you the junk mail over the years I've gotten, Craig, you'd realize it's not a name that everyone knows how to spell or pronounce. Uh, but I really wanted to highlight the fact that I am the progressive Democrat in this race. I'm a former federal prosecutor. And on day one, I'm ready to reform this office. I can't say it enough. For the first time in 20 years, in the 21st century, we're going to have a new clerk. This is a great opportunity to move the office forward. Who's ready on day one? who's got a reform plan, and who's got a track record of getting the job done. That was Michael Kabanargi, candidate for Cook County Circuit Court Clerk. Last but not least among the Democratic contenders is State Senator Iris Martinez. She's a lawmaker from the 20th District. She was sworn into her first term as a state senator in 2003. She was the first Latina to be elected to the state Senate in Illinois' history. She's also an assistant majority leader, and the first question for her was to sum up her qualifications. Um, I'm the only woman running in this race. That's the first and foremost, but more because of the fact that I've, I have 18 years of experience. I, I might not be the lawyer, but I really believe that this position needs a good administrator, and I have a background in public policy and administration. I feel that there is a lot of work to be done in that office uh, as far as transparency, I want to bring that to the office, and I think that's why I, I really believe that I will be a great clerk. Well, talk a little bit about your administrative experience, because at least one of the candidates uh, in this, uh, um, uh, Mr. Kamenarji, uh points out that the uh, Board of Review is in some ways a little like the court clerk's office, and so he's saying, well, look, I'm doing the job, I'm doing that kind of a job now. I, I don't agree with him on that, and for simply that when you walk into the clerk's office, it's the entrance to the judicial system. If paperwork is not filed correctly, if people at the front line are not giving you the information you need, many bad things can happen. We've seen it. There's people sitting in jail today, sitting in, in jails today because of missing paperwork, incomplete paperwork. When you talk to state attorney, public defenders, sheriffs, they all say the same thing. There is definitely a disconnect between all these entities and the clerk's office. So when you talk about administration, it's putting all these folks together, getting all the IT folks, because we have a serious problem with the IT system at the clerk's office. It's a matter of coordinating. That to me is an administrative type of work. We have enough uh, lawyers, enough judges that are dealing with us there, but I really believe that it takes a good administrator to really start laying down the foundation to reform that office in a way that 
the accessibility and the feedback from that office as people leave has to be positive. And right now it's very negative. And for all the millions that have been spent and all the work that's been done so far to modernize the office, there are still tons of paper records. Um, there's still carbon paper being yes. used. What could you do to change that uh, if you become the court clerk? I have said from, from the beginning of my um, campaign that this office needs an audit. We have to see where all the deficiencies are at. We have to start looking at how we start addressing that those problems, especially in the digital you know, component of that office, which is so necessary, so necessary in this office. Train, retraining of the workforce that's there is going to be very important because they are the front line when people walk into the clerk's office. So we have a lot of work that needs to be done within that front line. The fact that you hear of courtrooms being closed because of the lack of clerks, how is that possible that we don't have clerks to fill the courtrooms, which again will hurt people that are sitting in, in jail right now waiting for their court date. So again, there is a lot going on there that we can start addressing you know, piece by piece, but more important is bring in real people with real experience. Those same individuals that talk about, you know, in, when I'm talking about the clerk, uh, the uh, state attorneys, the, the the sheriffs, all those folks that 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 access that office. I need those folks to help us figure this out. They're the ones that are pushing back on what the clerk's office is not doing for them. That's why we need their expertise as part of the team that I will create. Bring in, bring in the top IT vendor that can be out there because the one that currently we have now has done a poor job again the audit will show us so many things i put in a bill of freedom of information certain aspects aspects of the clerk's office should be subject to freedom of information that's how we're going to find out the real core of the situations that are going on in that office and that's what i want to bring as my you know as part of my campaign now the court clerk's office has uh, been kind of under a cloud over the last couple of years because of federal investigations and the like how do you reassure the public that it's not going to be a patronage haven and that it is going to be uh, run above board? I've said this from the very beginning. I think it's important when, first and foremost, when you talk about the union contracts, the union workers that are there, the shackman workers that are there, those individuals we would never even think about touching because they are the backbone of that clerk's office. But when you start looking at all the folks that are at will, that are out there, I have to question, when you talk about patronage, I have to question how do they get their jobs? Talk about some of these jobs were sold. I, I want to re-interview every individual that's at will to find out exactly your what is your, you know, what is your job within the clerk's office. You know, some of these salaries that I've seen are ridiculous. Why? Again, when we have an office that is such has been mismanaged for the longest time, I have to look at the at will that the team that has been around the clerk's off the, the clerk herself, that team is right now the the, the the team that's administering that that office why have there why has there not been any change but we constantly hear neglect mismanagement over and over corruption over and over that's where I want people to know that all those individuals will be re-interviewed you know and if you have not done or brought something positive or have not done nothing positive to take us out of that perception of this office then guess what I don't need folks like them I need people that are really going to be committed to working making this office as as, 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 as a state of the art that we want to create, look at all the best practices in other states and bring that us to the office. I want to surround myself with people that are going to help us transform that office. And that was State Senator Iris Martinez.
I would like to thank Senator Martinez, Michael Cabanargi, Jacob Meister, and Richard Boykin for spending time with us this week. They are all running in the Democratic primary for Cook County Circuit Court Clerk. The Illinois primary is March 17th, and you will hear full coverage of the national and local elections that night on our air. I expect that it will be Cisco Cotto, Andy Shaw, our analyst, and me at the anchor desk. Now, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. Just follow the podcast links, and you can also find our podcasts on radio.com. I will be back next week with another edition of At Issue. I hope you will be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.